This is the Retirement Solution Podcast with financial advisor John Hicks, founder of J. Hagen Capital. There are so many things that we just have in our mind and we assume that they're correct because we've heard them a hundred thousand times. We got to get rid of all those myths. If you've done a great job saving, you'd be surprised what you can accomplish when you use the right strategies. Most people just aren't aware of them. You've worked hard your whole life to earn and save. Now you need a plan to make that money work hard for you. The people that have sacrificed opportunities to spend money, they sacrificed by putting the money in that 401k. They've sacrificed by putting that money in a 529 college plan for their grandkids. Those types of sacrifices should go rewarded in the long run. John is here to help you find solutions for your retirement. So, since so. it's the new year, we were talking earlier about how you are in the throes of your dry January efforts. Yes. But let's let's talk about sin. Oh, there we go. All the That's matters, what I'm talking about. All the matters of sin that happens across <laughs> this country. Now, there was this article in uh, Wallet Hub. Mm-hmm. Wallet Hub. WalletHub.com. Is that like uh, a spinoff of Nerd Wallet and know. some other kind of hub? They had a whole survey done about the most sinful cities in America. And they base it off of a couple of different factors, violent crime, excessive nope. drinking, adult mm-hmm. entertainment clubs, things oh, of that yeah, sort. Yeah. Yep, yep, so, okay, to nobody's surprise, Las Vegas, number one. Sin really? City. Was it? It made the list? Shocking. Was it at the top? Right? Could you really? even believe it? Yeah. I know. Anyway. Uh, no, but so, okay. So, again, no surprises. But I liked that they actually broke down the different vices, situations that cause really rank. Yeah. So, okay. So I, <laughs> I went through one. it. I went through it and I was looking to see where Louisville ranked in some things. And Uh-oh. we actually, we fared really well. The one area that we fell short, excesses and vices. Apparently we are number six across uh-huh. the 180 some odd cities that they register. We are number six for excess and vices. But I'm thinking, well, that's just because of the bourbon and the horse, horse track racing. <laughs> well, that, that would make some sense. Yeah. Uh, unless it's you know that whole ring that got caught up with a basketball team, oh, but we don't need yeah. to we don't need to bring that no, in. I no, think, here, I'm thinking. That. Let's, but it also, pull, I was thinking that right back. <laughs> <I'll tell> you, <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> but I was thinking, I don't mind the bourbon and the horse ride. Like at least they're we've got bougie vices. Like sure, <laughs> fancy. Oh, absolutely. He's up everybody. It's like, well, I'm, I'm, how about my ascot? I'm going down to the track. I'm going to have some bourbon, Buffy. Oh, what are oh, you doing today? Oh, oh. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I somehow feel that that's I don't know if if there's a better vice than that. That's probably better than stripper poles right. and I don't know uh, crystal meth or whatever whatever people are doing these days. I have no idea. We ranked um, really, really well six. on so many other things. Like we were in the low low ranks for for so many other things. But then I was like, <laughs> I continued clicking away. And again, you could break down by category. Mm-hmm. Number one city ranking for greed. Number one city ranking for greed. You yep. asking me this? Yes, take a guess. I'm going to actually say Los Angeles. Nope. It would be closely second uh, Manhattan, Wall Street, you know, New York City. I could see Manhattan, Wall Street, but I think it will come as no surprise to you. Huh. Washington, D.C., y'all. Really? That actually made the list? Number one on I greed. love it. See, mm-hmm. guys, we're finally getting some truthful news reported. <laughs> this is so honest. I mean, we've known this for years and years. I just uh-huh. assumed we weren't going to get truthful reporters. Uh-huh. Someone would have paid them off to not make D.C. number one, which is why I thought L.A. or New York. York. But hey, that, that I 100%, I bet everyone listening would 100% agree Number that one. D.C. is the greediest city maybe on the planet. It's. I think that a lot of people have, the, the wool has been pulled back from our eyes, the veil has mm-hmm. been pulled back, and we've just had a lot of realizations about how just crazy really things are 
down there on Capitol Hill. And the other thing is also that I think is so frustrating is how the sneakiness of it. Like, did they put sneakiness sure. in this, <laughs> in this mean, every, matters you know, of sin on this uh, this poll here? Most of the, the way that they actually formulate, you know, the bills and, and the things that we're, they're voting on, mm-hmm. they're also sneaky mm-hmm. to the point to where I remember being in college. And I very first time I heard the comment of pork barreling. I'm like, Pork barrel. What on earth? I haven't heard of that. What is that? You never pork barreling is when you have a uh, let's say that you're going to try to pass a law, but you're trying to sneak something in there that you want done. I know the the old school word for that. And I need to look up where this came from. Is pork barreling, which means like if you want to get my vote for let's say the uh, the state of Missouri, then you're going to have to give a little bit of money or take one of those federal penitentiaries and put it in our state so we can get some extra jobs and some extra revenue from that Hmm. pork barrel. Okay. So that sneakiness has always been there. Oh, yeah. But yeah. So, but it's, the greed factor's big. The greed factor's big. big. The idea of trying to keep up with all of the things that can happen. Laws can be changed. We have no idea what's going on until suddenly it's come to our doorstep. It's our problem. Sure. One of the things that actually did happen, and actually, here's where I want your professional opinion. I think that there's some good things that have come out of this. One of the final things that Congress did last year at the very end of the year when we were all standing around our Christmas trees and sipping the hot cider, they were still at work and they passed something called Secure Mm 2.0. It's a new law designed to boost participation in workplace retirement plans. But again, they kind of just passed it last minute. I'm not sure how many of us realize what it's about, what it's involving. And so I wanted to ask you about what do we need to know? Main features? How is it helping retirement savers? Are there pitfalls that we need to be aware of? Sure. Yeah. So the original Secure Act was passed in 2019. And guys, one of the things to understand about that Secure Act, it really did take away a lot of the loopholes we have in the tax code to try to save money in the long run. So we were very intent on studying that bill, how it was going to work and how it was going to be implemented. So now they've come out with Secure Act 2.0, and this is basically going to be an addition or an addendum to that original law. So I am fearful and we're seeing that it's going to happen, they are going to take away even more abilities for us to try to legally avoid paying taxes in the future. Okay, And that makes me very uncomfortable. No, some of the things they're trying to tell us, they're good reasons that they're doing this. The concept of secure is they want to try to have us secure our own retirements. But guys, what you're about to find out is that in my opinion, government is trying to secure a portion of our money to go and to be funneled directly to the government. So that Washington, D.C. being the greediest city, I 100% agree with it. So let's start off and talk about what changed or what they're looking at changing and how they're trying to sell it to us first before I actually tell us what it's going to do. Okay. So the first thing they're saying is they're going to postpone some required minimum distributions. As a matter of fact, if you actually have not yet started taking your Social Security, then you actually have a really good chance to wait to 73 before you have to start taking it. So if you're basically 70 years old now, you won't potentially have to take your first payment until you're 73 years old. Now remember, if you have a 401k or a self-directed IRA, chances are when you turn, it used to be 70 and a half, then it mm-hmm. went to 72, mm-hmm. you have to start pulling money out at 73 now. Now why do they do that? 
Because the government knows, well, we gave you a tax break on that money in the front end. Uh, we're kind of broke now, so we need you to pull a little bit of that money out. Yeah. And we're going to tax it so we can finally make some tax revenue. So they're saying it's a benefit to us. I have yet to see how that's going to transpire. The better thing for us to do is to look at how can we legally and correctly shift those assets in, instead of being in those tax-every-year accounts into a tax-never-again or a tax-free account. That's really what we want to do. Okay. But they say that they're going to change those RMD rules. Number two, they're going to change how we're involved in our 401k at work. They're going to make it automatic. They're going to force people to put money into that 401k. Now, I typically am for saving money towards retirement. I think it's a great thing. I think every one of us need to do it. I think we need to be responsible for our own future. And the only way to be responsible is to save money. I hate the idea that they're now trying to make it mandatory on how much money you put in. But at least right now, Heather, at least right now, you can still opt out of this. But they are going to make it automatic enrollment into every 401k where you do have to put money in. The last piece of the puzzle that I'm going to hit on here is they're going to allow for extra catch-up contributions. Now, this can be good if we need to go ahead and, and, and save some money from current taxation mm-hmm. and we can put more money away into our accounts. Maybe we've undersaved or maybe the kids are finally out of the house and maybe we finally get the house paid off and we want to make some extra contributions. We can make some extra contributions. Okay. Now, having said that, that's the way that they've told us it's going to happen. Here's my actual fear and feeling. Guys, these are all ways to get us to put more money into accounts that the government has a lean position already baked in. The government knows that they're going to give you a tax break for today's tax rates. Let's say 12 to 22 to 24 percent. So you're getting a 12 to 22 to 24 percent tax break by putting your money into those accounts. Mm -hmm. But when we pull that money out, Heather, what do we think the tax rates are going to be? Well, I know for a fact they're going to be higher in a few short years when the current tax law expires, which means we won't be paying 12, 22 and 24 percent to pull that money out. We might be paying 30 plus percent to pull those money out of those accounts. So does that create a problem? Well, frankly, if we don't want to give more of our hard-earned money to Uncle Sam, it does create a problem. So I think that the only thing that Secure Act 2.0 accomplishes is securing more of our money to go to Uncle Sam. So one of the things we have to have is a crucial part to our retirement plan. We have to have a tax design. Heather, we have to have a tax design that focuses on how can we keep more of our money away from Uncle Sam. If we don't do that, unfortunately, our government does not have enough money currently to pay its bills. And that's not even including all the billions we're still sending to Ukraine, all the billions we keep giving uh, as, as, as handouts to all these institutions and people and whatever else. It's not even including those future expenses. So I feel like if we want to take charge of our ability to retire the way we want to, we have to get that tax plan. If your current advisor or your CPA is not proactive about tax planning, guys, you probably don't have a good tax plan. You need to get one before the government chooses your future for you. Thanks for listening to the Retirement Solution Podcast with John Hicks. Begin the conversation about your savings plan with John and the team at J. Hagan Capital by visiting retirementsolutionradio.com. Be sure to listen to John's radio show, The Retirement Solution, Saturdays at 8 a.m. and Sundays at 9 a.m. on News Radio 840 WHAS. J. Hagan Capital Inc. is not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if J. Hagan Capital Inc. is licensed in your state, please call 502-690-5635. J. Hagan Capital Inc. is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.
agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Jonathan Hicks. Insurance license number 548962.